0: Resistance. Joy, the resistance. Come on, let's start by hey everybody! Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. This is Patrick Ricardi, and our returning intern, Santa Claus.
1: Welcome. Indeed. I hope it's not oh, the Santa Claus oh, oh. from the movie.
2: <laughs> I wish I was that guy, because that guy was amazing. What an actor. <laughs> well, what are we doing this week? Well, why don't you say it, guest, sure. Michael? So, so my um, I had emailed you guys a couple weeks ago because I was feeling left out of the show, and I suggested that we do Christmas in July as a theme. So, we're so, doing Christmas in July and August. Yeah, this is actually going to come out in August. Well, nobody told me that. <laughs> as we tape, it is, what, like uh, July 19th, yep. so that's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I, I actually prefer Christmas in July in August. Yeah, Pat thought it would be funnier.
2: <laughs> Perfect. As long as we do it, like, August 28th or something, so it's <laughs> really, we've really totally missed July. <laughs> but, yeah, so we we're um, going to be um, talking about two holiday... Um, Mm. They're not movies; they're pieces of entertainment. So we're going to be looking at um, Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, a film from 1971, and the Star Wars Christmas—or no, Star Wars Holiday Special—from 1978.
0: Yeah, and I will—I had never heard of Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. This was your yeah your pick, and everybody's heard of the Star Wars Holiday Special, though I had not seen it to my knowledge ever before. Um, but this is the first episode where I was actually angry at the <laughs> stuff we were watching.
2: You mean the Star Wars stuff? Uh, all of it. <laughs> old man river. I think I can change man your mind. River. <laughs> I have a feeling Pat liked it. I don't I don't think you can change <laughs> my mind. That's not the word I would use. <laughs> I don't
0: think you could change my mind on either because, okay, Santa and the ice cream bunny. You, If you describe it to somebody and you're like, hey, there's, they, for some reason it's got Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn in it, and it's got some gorilla for no reason whatsoever, and then they cut into an entirely different movie in the middle. Well with talking moles and shit. Michael
1: <laughs> did Michael did uh, warn us that there was a, he said in the middle of this movie there's a little thumbelina insert and I thought maybe it'd be you know the movie would be an hour and a half and this would be 10 or 15 minutes but it was thumbelina 90% insert of the movie. was yeah. longer than the Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. Yeah.
0: Well and and then you you know and you say like there's Santa and the Ice Cream and there's an Ice Cream Bunny it's you're like oh I got to watch this. Right. And watching it it's deadly.
1: <laughs> wait, 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 so who, who, who is saying we got to watch this? No, I there... would
0: th- I'm saying I would think that, having heard, like, a description with all this crazy shit.
1: Right, right, exactly. Look, like, before we go too far, too far into it, have you guys heard of the Ice Cream Bunny? No, I have no idea who that's supposed to be.
2: Because the Santa Claus seemed to know him right away. Like, oh, well, it's Ice Cream Bunny. I think it's a Florida thing, like, not, you know, he's not on the level of, like, Jesus, but in Florida, the Ice Cream Bunny is, like, a demi god or something, and... <laughs> <laughs> explains why everyone there is overweight and miserable.
0: Uh, yeah, that was a. Uh, that must have been the area of Florida with all the uh, pine, all the pine trees and willows. <laughs> oh, whoops, sorry, <laughs> I don't know anybody that lives in Florida. Why? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we don't either. She doesn't live in Florida anymore. She got out. Oh, <laughs> she driven out by the ice cream bunny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this was clearly not even filmed in Florida. But but you the... didn't think so.
2: The Wait, it was totally filmed in Florida. Was it? Yeah. I think that Pirates it. Cove dump is totally Florida.
1: That Pirates World was in, in central Florida. Oh, and that's geez. where the ice cream bunny drives his fire truck through before he reaches Santa Claus. <laughs> that little, that little like fifteen
0: minutes. The saddest amusement park of all time.
1: I didn't, you know, this the amusement park. It looked a little bit fun because there's no safety features. There's that one horse ride that was going straight downhill, <laughs> and if you didn't hold on tight, you're a dead, dead little boy or girl.
2: There's no seatbelts on that horse ride. No, it's just kids clinging to a plastic horse, flying down the hill. for all their life.
1: <laughs> well, probably the, the most joy.
0: Getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, let's get to the <laughs> plot, such as it is. Well, so, first, first of all, this is like this is a three-minute story basically stretched sure. out to an hour and a half yeah. and it starts with oh my god even by the most charitable <laughs> interpretation santa's recovering from like a 3 day bender am i like that's the only
1: that's not how it starts it starts with skipping. children
0: yes the singing, children
1: oh, singing in in the, at the north pole but the North Pole, and this is in the 70s, so, or 72, so this is before global warming. But still, the North Pole had no snow. No because snow. Because they opened, opened the door and they saw the reindeer in this <laughs> this beautiful field of grass. <laughs> and I didn't even they think they up?
2: were reindeer. Well, Maybe they were. Well, she well when they opened the door, because the kids, are, the kids which are who are introduced in the credits as, in quotes, like, kids, the kids. Quotes, yeah. from this theater or whatever... And um, the kids are dressed as elves, and they're they're working on different toys for Santa in his workshop. And the whole time, they're just singing this stupid song that's like, uh, "Tra la 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 la, where is Santa? Tra la la la, Santa isn't here." And like, it's got no, there's no sense to the song at all. They just keep singing the same (laughs) stuff. And then when they that's what
1: happens when you work in twenty four hour. 24-hour days in a workshop. You can't sing. You can't do anything. And by the way, I don't usually notice bad singing, but that might be the worst singing I've ever seen. I've gone to grade school musicals and that sort of thing, and this was much, 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 much worse.
0: (laughs) The production values on a grade school musical are better than this movie.
2: Yes. That's why I love this movie, because it's essentially just like, It's like a bunch of first graders got together and said, let's make a movie. And (laughs) here's what we want in it. No, that is absolutely
1: not true because a bunch of first graders getting together would do a much better job.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So what I love in that first minute is like the little blonde girl elf. She looks out the door and you have to watch what the kids are doing in that scene. And all this is on YouTube for free, by the way, for anybody who wants to see it. Um, when so, meaning nobody. But um, she looks out the door at the reindeer and she comes back and they change the song to like Santa's still not here. We don't know where he is. Tralala. And she she picks up a big wooden hammer and she starts hammering a monkey in the face with it, <laughs> and like a stuffed monkey. And it's so clear that these kids are not engaged in their job. <laughs> Was this before or after that? That girl gave the big French kiss to the raggedy. Your- angel. <laughs> <laughs> And she does that, and they cut away from it, so you never see the end of that kiss. <laughs>
1: well, it never ends.
2: It's still going on. <laughs> yeah.
0: And yeah. they had some. Uh, they had some second-rate, unauthorized Snoopy they were making. Yes.
1: <laughs> Forgot about him. How could I? This is. This is. And then after this, we get to John's Santa One-A-Bender.
2: Yeah. Right, the creepy narrator comes in. Yeah, and she's <laughs> like the teacher of the class, and she's Santa's down in the beach. <laughs> but
1: I mean, that narrator was creepy. But she found a way to make every sentence last like seven or or, or more words longer than the name of the day. Well, they did that. It was like she was paid by the word or something. I don't know. Well, they did that with everything in the whole movie. It was so stretched <laughs> yes. out.
0: Yes. <laughs> because there was no plot there. I mean. We just basically described the plot. Santa's stuck in Florida.
1: Well, about the scene where, where the narrator says Santa has to put on his thinking cap. And he puts on his thinking cap and then just sits there for what seemed like three hours and did nothing. <laughs> and then when he started to do something, even before he started singing the weird Christmas song, no, but no one's ever heard and no one wants to hear again, he just starts moving his hands.
0: Yeah. And there's weird. a shot of just his hand. And then a shot of just the beach and his sled <laughs> and, and the waves. And then
1: immediately it's a, sh- a straight shot of the sun. <laughs> yeah.
2: And it's like the dirtiest, like most abandoned beach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all raggedy.
0: Uh, and he, for some reason, he keeps his heavy ass clothes on. Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's still hungover.
1: <laughs> but, well, he wants to look good. He doesn't want the kids to come and make him... Um, make make them feel uncomfortable with him having his shirt off.
0: I right. guess that's true. Yeah, uh, well, the, yeah. This movie and this, does prove that you don't need to know anything about music to write a song or to
1: <laughs> sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, talking about the, the look of Santa, the fact that the beard did not look real, he looked to weigh about 100 pounds. Right. There's a famous story in Philadelphia where the fans threw snowballs at Santa Claus at some sporting event. And the story like from other cities, like, Oh, those fans are terrible. But when Philadelphia people tell the story, it was like, well, the kid was, (laughs) They weren't throwing snowballs at him. He was just this (laughs) pimply 17-year-old that did not look like Santa Claus. They were throwing snails at their their disgust at the owner of the team to put something out there that was so terrible. So whatever the story is, this is what that Santa Claus reminded me of. (laughs) (laughs) And further, if you go to Wikipedia and and look at Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, there is a poster for the movie. Oh, God. Yeah. And if you guys remember, maybe you didn't play Atari 2600 games in the 80s, and the the boxes for those games, they made it look like, you know, there'd be a, like for Pitfall, it looked like it was, you're going to be playing Raiders of the Lost Ark, was a swashbuckling hero right. there, and then when you actually played the game, it was just dots and beeps. Right. So <laughs> the, the poster for the Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny is very similar. This Santa Claus looks awesome, and the Easter Bunny does not look like he's having some kind of stroke, he looks like a nice,
2: or not, I'm sorry, Ice Cream Bunny. Ice Cream Bunny, get yeah. it right. <laughs> the wrath of Florida will fall on you if you call him the Easter Bunny again. <laughs>
1: So I, I forgot the name of the movie when I was doing a search for it, and I kept typing in Santa, Santa versus, the, versus the Easter Bunny, and then I was like, well, I guess that's wrong.
2: <laughs> Would have been a better movie. <laughs> Much better. I don't know. I think this is kind of a classic for how terrible it is. And <laughs> the, like, I never even heard of it. Amy, um, I don't know if I should say her last name. In a, What's her last a, initial? T. Oh, At work. Yeah. Right. yeah. She recommended this to me and she was like she knows she knows that I like bad movies or like bad Christmas movies in general and she was like, Oh, you should just see this and I have sought this out um I watch it like once a year or so and there's a mystery <laughs> science theater. you know, they do those riff tracks things.
1: Yeah, yeah I was listening to a little bit of that. that yeah,
2: there's the Tracks is pretty funny for this because they they hit the, they can get through the Thumbelina stuff that I can't. I can't watch Thumbelina like it's too boring. Wait a minute, so you didn't watch it? I just, I've always just skipped through the Thumbelina oh, stuff. Oh,
1: God, I sat
0: through the whole thing. Nope, I fast, this is the only time I fast-forward through anything we've watched. I well, I, mean, I fast-forwarded, <laughs> I, I caught enough to get the gist of the Thumbelina story.
1: I, I thought that John, uh, that, um, Michael said that it was only 25 minutes. No, it's and, like 90 minutes. Yeah, I, I understand that now. But I got on the exercise bike, and I said, well, I'll just do the exercise bike while just while Thumbelina's on. <laughs> so I was really tired afterwards, because it, it did last 45 minutes <laughs> in the movie. I mean, I I'd already thing. seen like uh, 20 minutes of it, so it, the movie's an hour and a half. So yeah, Thumbelina, it's mostly Thumbelina. Wait, did, you were watching so it I watched at the, the whole gym? Thing. No, at home. Oh, you have an exercise we're, bike at home? Yep, we're rich. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh Excuse la la. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of falling apart. But, hey. <laughs> That seems safe. Um, it didn't feel safe movie. when I was stuck on the bike as I watched this. I kind of felt like.
0: Uh, oh, I didn't feel orange. Yeah, I didn't feel safe
1: watching it just on my couch.
2: <laughs> so back to the movie. What's happening <laughs> is Santa is um, feeling like totally like overdone with heat and like doesn't know what to do, and he just decides to fall asleep. So he falls asleep, and then they cut to this weird scene where he sends out these telepathic messages to kids. And the kids are, like, in the middle of, like, the weirdest activities. Um, Like, one is um, jumping off the roof holding a patio umbrella. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> and two other boys are like wrestling in their front yard or something. That and was the
0: weirdest one. They're like beating the shit out of each other, really.
2: <laughs> and Santa's like, Children, I need your help. And that's it's, the
1: point that I thought Santa's Santa had powers like Aquaman. They just they work on children.
2: Right, exactly. But yet he was asleep. <laughs> like, why would he only do that when he was asleep? Because when the kids come running to him, somehow they get to that beach pretty quick. Um, but they can I say re-
0: something about the telepathic messages? Because Reese. he's like, Timmy, I need you. Jonathan, <laughs> I need you. Chris, I need you. Girls, I need- <laughs> it's just girls. <laughs> you two. You two inferior gendered people. Come to me.
1: Wow. See, it's so, it's so good for a laugh. Then they crowd around him. Let me see if I got the order order right. They Please. crowd around him, and he says, I need help getting out of here. And then they all leave. Is this when Santa tries to do it himself by digging himself out for like 10
2: seconds? And he says, this is too hard.
1: I got, I got to sit down.
2: <laughs> and he's not even dug in that deep. No, like he didn't sleigh, try that hard. It's a sleigh, number one. A sleigh is not going to get stuck in the sand. And he didn't try that hard. And it's like an inch deep into the sand. And there's no oh. toys on this sled. It's just Santa in a, you know, a metal sled. Like, no, nothing special to it at all. And he just, he is stuck somehow. And just going to sit in that sleigh and sweat and sleep. He's lazy. He's oh, always Oh, we, we
1: skipped over the old man river on kazoos. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that might be the weirdest point in this whole weird weirdo mindfuck movie. <laughs> like, kazoos playing with Huck and Tom Sawyer on a raft. and they just come running but you never see them with santa they're just
2: on the outskirts watching why are they in this movie they're just huck and tom sawyer just like peek and they watch the action and They never interact with anybody else in the movie.
0: Except for the raccoon that is crawling all over.
2: Oh,
1: yeah, That was really weird. I mean, this movie is filled with cruelty to animals, yeah. but that might be the cruelest part. where he, That that baby raccoon's on a leash, on the raft, and obviously he's scared out of his mind. And I am surprised that Tom Sawyer didn't get some sort of rabies from the, the <laughs> thing biting him. And then they, they get off the raft and they just let him go running.
2: <laughs> this is probably this whole movie is probably like missing one reel where they reveal that it was like a rabies nightmare <laughs> and that he had been bitten and it was just his dying like brain <laughs> fantasizing this story
1: well
0: let's talk about Santa a little more too because I could barely understand his mumbled ass dialogue <laughs> it really that doesn't make rah. sense
1: because it was obviously overdubbed it wasn't right. Right, the whole movie, none of the none of the uh, lips
0: sync up with the sound. They obviously, <laughs> you know. yeah.
1: Well, you can't tell a Santa because the fake beard covers his entire mouth. You might as well not have a mouth. Well, and all he ever says is <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that
1: That's another interesting part. Interesting part of this movie is everything Santa does. He does a he does a little narration of what he's doing. I like, guess I have to climb out of the thing, and I'm going to get myself out of this lab. <laughs>
2: Santa clearly doesn't have any dialogue, and they're just telling him to make it up as he goes along. Because everything that somebody says, he just repeats it a couple of times. It's like, yes, yeah, so later when he's praising a dog, like this girl goes on about how smart her fucking dog is. It's like, oh, yes, he is a good dog. He's a smart dog. That's a smart dog. And he just goes, it just goes on for like a minute. And um, it's clear that they were just like, okay, you just say something. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll dub something in. It doesn't matter. And they and use this, whatever he really said.
1: There, there's the weird scene. Sorry to skip ahead, but we're talking about how Santa talks. But he's talking to the, not the Easter bunny, the ice cream bunny. Right. And as he talks, every single word that comes out of his mouth, his entire head moves as he says it like he's some kind of puppet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and he just keeps repeating
1: the same shit. Over, oh, yeah, you're my good old friend. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's so good to see you, Ice Cream Bunny. I know everyone knows who you are. <laughs>
2: nope. So when the kids, when he's stranded there on the beach like a loser, falling asleep, telepathically calling kids for help, um, the kids bring, not only do they come and listen to his story, but they decide to bring various animals to help him to see if the yes. animals... Yeah, can these help little
0: dumb them. fucks, and they dragged that scene out for, I don't know, it well, felt like... Each- Fifty minutes.
1: Well, each animal had had his own little scene that took forever, and they, and they were shoving these animals around to pull the sleigh, and they animals were having none of it. They were not happy to be in this movie. They wanted to be in a good movie, and so they couldn't really like, wait to get what.
2: Yeah, totally. They brought like a pig,
1: right? Yes. There was a pig yes. and a goat Maybe. and a donkey. donkey. I don't think there's a goat. Wasn't there a sheep? The sheep, was a yeah. Sheep, sheep. Sorry. A but chick, yeah, yeah. Have... and that was a ho- I thought that was a horse. That was a donkey. A
0: oh, no, there was a donkey. There was and a donkey. Horse, yeah, and a horse. Yeah.
2: And the, and the gorilla. The gorilla made the least sense and was the – like I would have screamed if I had been a kid in 1971 in a theater watching this because the, the gorilla comes out of nowhere.
1: The gorilla's <laughs> first.
2: The gorilla's yeah. the very first animal to come to help. And it's like why would a gorilla be on a beach? How would a kid have access to a gorilla? Like clearly, they're this is this must have been something that was created with Pirates Cove or whatever, whatever the well, place. I was is reading Island. a little
1: bit about Pirates. Pirates World was an amusement park that opened in like '68 around there, and then Disney opened <laughs> Disney opened in '70. <laughs> so. You can see what happened in Pirates World pretty quickly. <laughs> anyway, they had a petting zoo, petting zoo in Pirates World that included apparently all these animals we saw, but uh, also an elephant. So I'm a little surprised they didn't bring the elephant <laughs> out to the beach. Would have been the <laughs> smartest one, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the hardest one to get into the show. Yes, but the, but so uh,
1: did you guys watch enough of Thumbelina to see how the narration worked in that? Y-
0: yes, it it yes. made no fucking sense.
1: Oh yeah. Well, the the. Obviously, they're in Pirate's World, and the star of Thumbelina was also a teenage girl at Pirate's World looking at the Thumbelina exhibit. And the narrator for the whole movie was coming out of a loudspeaker in in the Thumbelina exhibit. So every time the narrator was speaking, it would just be a close-up of a speaker. And a couple scenes with the speaker, with with a close-up of the speaker, the cameraman was shaky. So the whole (laughs) screen shook. <laughs> that happens a couple
0: of times in the movie well the, yeah let's we might as well get to that because there's really not much
2: left of the goddamn santa claus story but but so, the no, best we, part is the last part so i will just i will just say that i watched this movie for the last 10 minutes okay
0: well at this point santa sits um these little dum-dums down and he half of them are teenagers like Wait, they're... let's
1: let me just go back to how the weird Thumbelina is. No, I'm, we're getting <laughs> we're to, to it. Trying to get to Thumbelina. Yeah, he sits down. to no. the He sits down all the teenagers. Okay, you're right. Yeah, cause...
0: the weird teenage kids who somehow still believe in Santa, and and he starts telling them the story of Thumbelina. At which point, it just they just insert another film made by this yes. same dude. <laughs> credits and everything. Like there no, are it's credits. A different dude, what's that? Different dude. Oh, you're He's, right. It is. It's it's Barry Mann who did. Uh...
1: No, I oh, thought it was the same dude. No, R. R. R, R, R Weiner. No, no, no first name is given. Just R. Weiner. <laughs> Smart move. Is Sand and the Ice Cream Bunny and Barry Mahon. And I read his IMDb. He sounded like a really cool guy. Barry Mayan. Yeah,
0: he like was the first to get into like using computer graphics and stuff. And
1: yeah, and he was he was one of the real people that was in the escape from a a, a, a prison camp in Germany. And he was somehow friends with Errol Flynn. And, just wow. all kinds of cool stories, but then hopefully nobody remembers him for this Thumbelina.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Thumbelina is about the same quality as the movie that is framing it. No, no, it's much better quality. I mean the the terms in terms of like going from like the girl like uh, sliding around the amusement park and showing like <laughs> long segments of like people riding rides in the amusement park to her finally going in to the theater and Uh the Thumbelina part starting is strange and awkward. But like that horse thing, like, like we were saying before, that (laughs) horse ride is, looks terrifying.
0: What fun. (laughs) Yeah, but fun. That It was the 70s.
2: Nobody gave a shit. Yeah. Those kids were like, there were multiple kids on one horse and just yes. riding, rocketing down a hill. <laughs> well, back then, you expected a kid or two to die.
0: You know, it was like pioneer times, almost. This The Thumbelina, like I said, it includes like it includes the credits for the movie. Like, this guy didn't even know how to take scissors to a
1: piece of film. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, it was Fuck beginning it. credits and end credits. Yeah. Was, everything was in there. Um. Uh, the the outfits oh, it was, for the creatures were um, interesting. It looked, The look of
0: it was like a mix between a high school play and a European <laughs> porn movie, which would have been more interesting than Thumbelina.
1: And I the, hate to, to bring this sort of thing up, but how are insects the same size as, as moles? I just don't know. Well, who knows? Because nobody has any idea what kind of insects
2: those were. It's Florida. They got big bugs down there. Yeah, palmetto bugs. mm -hmm. But as that movie is starting, there is a... The most ear-piercing, screechy singing happening. Somebody oh. who thinks that they're Julie Andrews or something. Yes, it's like if I were Thumbelina, the world would be different or whatever. And like, she, her, like I had to stop listening because she was giving me a headache with that singing because it was so piercing.
0: Yeah, she. T- you could tell she took like three vocal lessons in her life, and, <laughs> and she thought that was good singing. It was <laughs>
1: still better than the singing the, in the Santa's Workshop. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Oh, all right. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I—that's I, why I want to emphasize it. Thumbelina is terrible. It's awful. It's really, really bad. But Santa and Ice Cream Bunny—it's somehow worse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, that's true. But uh, I was. Here's the thing. I had watched uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special first, mm-hmm. so by the time I got to Thumbelina or to the Santa movie, I was like. I was already mad and I was like, I, you know what? I'm, I actually value my life more than this. So I, I was fast forwarding through bits of it, but I did get the moment.
1: I mean, it was funny to laugh at how stupid it was. It didn't really make me angry <laughs> except to be angry at Michael, but that's enjoyable to be Aww. angry. It brings out my nice, uh, anger.
2: <laughs> I told you guys fast forward through the Thumbelina part but you also didn't say that it was 80% of the movie <laughs> I kind of forgot like the way because when you fast forwarded through it you don't notice that it's like 45 <laughs> minutes you just think oh I'm just moving the slider you know this far and it's basically mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end of yes. the timeline
0: well it's, yeah it was it was super creepy too in a lot of ways uh, I don't know it it seemed... Very sexualized for, like, a children's story.
1: Well, the story is is creepy. I mean, I don't know if you fast-forward to the part where she was supposed to marry an old man. A mole? Yeah, an old man Mr. mole. Mr. Digger. <laughs> and that's another funny thing. At some point in the movie, they forgot his name. So she was like, she's talking to the bird, and she's like, Oh, shouldn't I say goodbye to Ms., Mrs. Mole, Mr. Mole? And I'm like, that's not his name. He's Mr. Digger.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, she's talking the this bird that is, some for some reason, just lying on the floor in this cave in this mole cave uh, for
1: some reason it was cold out idiot wow well,
0: yeah so he found his way into a mole cave uh is, is like a pinata
2: basically that's what the bird is right yeah it's like I, I been hit a couple of the times I,
1: I love how much the mole people hate the bird, the bird just that, that bird is so silly and stupid don't pay any attention to.
0: yeah it. that bird should have flown south for the winter when it had the chance
1: what idiot
2: don't I? feed it that bird is somehow smaller than all of us. <laughs> We're supposed to be the smallest creatures in the whole like, uh, show. And Mrs. Mole is
1: very insistent on Thumbelina getting married. Yeah. And it's we And she like meets
0: Mr. Digger. And after like, I don't know what a minute, he's like, well, I realized that I'm totally in love with you and we should get married. <laughs> he so. Never says love. He says love, dude. He says, <laughs> I mean- love you. I realized that I love you. <laughs> Fucking creeper! Of course you do. You got like you got like ninety days left in your life.
1: <laughs> well, if she'd known that, she should have got married. Ninety days isn't much to get all his stuff. He was rich, remember? Mm. Yeah, his, yeah.
0: His place looked really decked out.
1: <laughs> but then, after all the complaining about not wanting to get married, she meets Tom Thumb, and then she's like, "Yeah, I'm in." <laughs> yeah. Ten seconds later, she's married. It's the, Florida. I think the best. <laughs> yeah. The best
0: part of the whole Thumbelina was uh, when Mr. Bird finally like gets off his ass and he flies her south and they're flying and it's just against a white wall, the background. Like it doesn't even look, they don't even paint it blue.
1: Like what the are you doing? You can see and, their shadows. Right. And they I guess they're setting up for a sequel because we never found out what happened to the foster mother. Last we see her, she's crying herself. Maybe she killed herself. I, I would hope so. I mean, she she seemed pretty pathetic. I would hope so. She, she had to pay that 12 pennies for Thumbelina. She's yeah, got that to 12 pennies. the witch. Pennies. <laughs> we didn't even mention the witch. <laughs> the witch who lives in some sort of... I think she lives in a mole cave. Her place is so dark. <laughs> they couldn't afford too much on sets.
0: <laughs> it's <a> repurpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she, so he flies her to, uh, I don't know, the land of the small people where she came from. A flower yeah. island. Or, yeah. Oh, no, the land of the flower people. Land of the flower people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and somehow it would—it didn't even feel like a reference to some kind of hippie thing like it should have for the 60s. It was just the land of the flower people. <laughs>
0: Ugh, it's nowhere I want to visit. Yeah. And, and he tells her, Tom Thumb, oh, yeah, it's been written about in the history books that you will come back. Well, these history books must be kind of new because neither of you are that old. Right? <laughs> You're like in your teens. Um, and I'll marry you. So, let's get hitched. She's like, "Well, I don't know you. Can I stay here for a little while and decide?" Sure, okay. So, I guess that's a nod to women's lib in a way. I don't know, but
2: it's... well, then five minutes later they're getting married. Yeah, exactly. So Fairy tales not. are some dark shit. <laughs> yeah, but usually
1: it's interesting dark shit, and this right. was not interesting. <laughs> and that takes care of Thumbelina. Yeah, right. we're back to Santa and the ice cream bunny because Santa comes back from that story he told, and the kids are so interested.
2: It's interesting to note that I've read—I've never seen it—but I've read that there's a version of this where they actually subbed in a different movie. Different, yeah. Like Jack, I was,
1: Jack and the Beanstalk. Yep, which might, that was probably awesome. I wish we'd gotten that one. <laughs> That's the Academy Award-winning version. <laughs> We saw this one. You guys feel bad for the for the the one black girl? It seemed like nobody would talk to her.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, unnamed black girl. Yeah, there in a was... crowd
1: of teenagers. And then there's was a and then that was in the beginning. And then the end when when they come back from Thumbelina, there's a little there's a little there's a kid that actually talks to her. I was like, oh okay.
0: Yeah, I, that's what I was just gonna bring up when they're all like laughing at I God knows what because nothing funny <laughs> happened. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's turning to him and laughing with him. <laughs> and their, their their laughs i mean even though it's all dubbed in and shit they look so fake their laughter
1: yeah right well, I, totally they they're probably just kids that went to the park and they're like you want to be in the movie kids <laughs> we'll give you cotton candy wait Yay! hold on do you know any black kids because we it's
0: this <laughs> this, this set's too white
1: <laughs> yeah but we don't like her
0: <laughs> as long as, yeah, as long as we don't have to talk to her.
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, like, if you ever, I know that, I don't know if you guys were in little theater groups or anything when you were kids. No. Did you ever do plays in, did, in high school? In high school, school I did, yeah. Or Yeah, so, like, this is totally, like, somebody off-screen coaching them, like, okay, you kids, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, laugh like you're having a great time, and they're laughing about nothing, and they're just they're clearly acting which makes it so wonderful like i love to see stuff like this <laughs> yeah I but i i was a little disappointed with their laughing cuz when little kids laugh
1: like fake laugh sometimes they do the whole they do it too far and that's usually much funnier these kids <laughs> yeah. were just like laughing like if they didn't laugh they'd get killed they didn't yeah. have that having fun and like slapping their knee like nobody slaps their knee but they were holding their belly like fake so it was it was not quite as funny as it could be it was kind of creepy
0: i think michael's Definition of wonderful might
2: be different than mine. <laughs> I mean, and then, I was that, a kid like this. FYI, I wrote puppet shows and we performed them for other kids in yes, my elementary school. It all when falls into place.
1: Almost certainly better than this. That's what's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. But when a you're a kid, old would put a, together a better production than this easily.
2: You're, I agree. when you're a kid, your logic is so weird. Like when yeah. when I did these shows, it was like me and my friends were writing puppet shows that involved like Dracula. <laughs> and like, you know, different, our puppets were like animals, you know, like a koala bear or a giraffe or a panda or whatever. And we were like reproducing Dracula, you know, full <laughs> scale. But if, as if it was the George, um, remember uh, Love at First Bite? Oh yeah, I love that movie. George <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> like, but we got that Dracula mixed up with real Dracula. So it was like disco Dracula. That would
0: have been so much better than this movie. I, I wish you had film of that. I know. <laughs> this movie i just want to say the like the plot is not it's a one sentence outline it's a log line basically <laughs> and they just yeah. went with that they didn't bother to expand on it in any way it's what's a log line it's it's like what you use to pitch a, a thing to a studio basically oh, like, okay. a, like one sentence summary you know the high right. concept
2: totally yeah this is just a way to package the thumbelina film for a christmas audience <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but the, the introduction of the Ice Cream Bunny, which is what comes next, <laughs> is one of the greatest moments in, like, failed cinema history, I think, of all time, because it's so hilarious.
0: I wish they had had the... Is it called Ride of the Valkyries? You know, the <laughs> Apocalypse Now music when he when <laughs> was riding up on the fire engine?
2: <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. So what happens... Like, the the... The, for the story's sake, like the kids are like, you've got to believe, you've got to believe, just like Thumbelina did, and Santa's like, oh, you've got to believe, and this girl comes up with her dog, and the dog's name I think is Rebel. Yes, and she's talking about how smart the dog is, and Santa's like, yes, he is a smart dog. He's a smart dog. <laughs> he's a smart dog. That's a smart dog, and they they go on like that for like five minutes or something. Yeah, when
1: well, he's like, but he's also negative about like. Even though none of the animals worked, I don't think this one's gonna work, no matter how smart he is.
2: <laughs> right. And so the kids run off, the dog runs off, the kids run off, and Santa takes off his jacket finally, I think, right? Yes, that's At when he this takes point. off his jacket, yeah. And he's you then you clearly see that he weighs about a hundred pounds, yeah. and he's <laughs> a very thin young man. And um probably the then, same age as most of the kids. Exactly. Like slightly older. He might be the director, for all we can tell. <laughs> And then you start to see the only time they try to create magic in this movie is in the reveal of the ice cream bunny, like in that, like you see like the wheel of this antique fire engine and then you see the fender and then you see it sort of like not quite fully revealed and then you see the whole thing and the the ice cream bunny, which is a man in a very cheap Easter bunny costume. And they're, he's driving this antique fire engine, and the um, the siren's going in a really annoying way. And the <laughs> kids are all piled onto this antique thing and they're holding on they're not moving which is clearly like okay this is dangerous kids (laughs) like they are not moving they're not waving their arms they're all holding on for dear life and if you watch closely when they reveal the first long shot of the ice cream bunny driving up a dirt road you can see a pair of legs come down in the back like a kid has fallen off and then runs and jumps back on so this is easily a dangerous stunt because this guy cannot see where he's going it's obvious that he can't quite see, because they come. They show you this terrifying, like super chilling, long shot where there's no sound, <laughs> except the um, the uh, siren, and they're coming up this dirt road that's got this big puddle, um, closer to the viewer than to the bunny, and the dog is running towards the um, fire engine, and. It's clear that, like, the bunny has to swerve to avoid hitting the dog, and then he has to swerve into the puddle <laughs> because the dog's drinking from the puddle. <laughs> oh. And, like, every time the bunny swerves, all the kids tip from side to side.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, uh, which points up that, like, they, they obviously didn't do any second takes on this. They're like, no,
1: that's good. <laughs> I, think, well, we I it. think it's part of
2: the dogma school.
0: Yeah, it might be. It might be the original Dogma film.
2: <laughs> and the bunny drives through Pirates World suddenly. Suddenly, yes. this he goes from like this remote dirt road to Pirates World, where nobody pays any attention to the fact that a rabbit is driving a screeching <laughs> fire truck. Right. None of the three people at Pirates World. <laughs> yeah, and I
1: think that's the middle of the day, and everybody's like, "I wish we went to Disney." <laughs> right.
2: And there's like big, like water, um, like they've, there's water leaks, or there's water on the dirt. Road, and it's just—it's like, did you not even think about what that would look like on film? Like how it looks weird. It's just—it's this weird, yeah, just drive through there, kind of. We give up.
1: Thought in this film never, never touched
2: each other. No. (laughs) But then the the um, as the kids are driving, like. It's literally, like, honestly, I get chills because I'm kind of freaked out by people in big costumes like that. But they do another long shot of the Easter Bunny driving down a dirt road where he's hitting every pothole and every bump. And he eventually swerves up onto the grass. (laughs) And all the kids, like, pitch back and forth. And it's not super dramatic, but it's clear that he can't see where he's going. And he's just going based on what he can see. And as you get close, they show a close-up of all the kids – and this is my favorite part, where the kids, their mouths are moving because they're clearly singing. There's no sound. Yeah. They're like lips. They're like singing their little hearts out. And you can't hear any song. And it's so creepy because it looks like they're screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: looks like silent <laughs> screaming. And and this sequence with the with the ice cream bunny driving up is probably eight minutes long of, yes. of <laughs> him just riding up in this fire truck.
1: No, the, the – this, there, at some point, the, there is music and they're singing, and it's kind of going along with it. But it's it
2: starts later than right. When they're no, actually no. singing. Yeah, right. it but starts way after you're seeing their mouths moving. But like there's, the music comes back in.
1: There's a kid with with long blonde hair who's dancing in the background while he sings, and it's it seems like the cameraman wants him in the middle of the shot, and that's really really wants. Him. And then this little girl comes up and stands right in front of him and blocks him entirely. <laughs> So the cameraman kind of moves over and gets him in the scene again, and the little girl moves again. That's just crazy. Oh, yeah,
0: the blonde surfer dude who's like 17 is the guy <laughs> you're talking about, I think. Well,
2: there's a blonde little girl, too. Yeah. She plays one of the elves. She plays the elf that starts hammering at the monkey's face. But there is a surfer dude as well who's yeah, like yeah, that's, 17. That's
1: the one I was that's the, the one that was dancing.
2: But then, when they get to, when they finally pull up, and like they're coming, like it's a weird scene, like because looking down at the weeds, um, he's on the beach and he's looking back at the shore, like at, the, and here comes this wait, wait, unearthly wait, wait, rabbit.
1: Wait, hey, did you just say this is a weird scene? Is there <laughs> any anything in this film that is not weird?
2: Granted, every scene <laughs> is a weird scene, but like this is where like unintentional um, terror <laughs> comes in because it's just, it's so disturbing to see the rabbit driving or like the <laughs> rabbit never speaks. When the rabbit gets off the, off the fire engine and he's talking with Santa, the rabbit just nods his head he a just lot. Just nods all the time, yeah. But
1: he, but he also laughs. Like it's clear that that's what the head nodding is supposed to be but they don't, in, they don't include any laughter so it's just like we're watching this, 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 this rabbit who at some points closes his right eye but can't open it but the other <laughs> eye stays wide open the entire time he's <laughs> laughing without making any sound so something weird is happening with the ice cream bunny I think he was trying to wink but the thing got stuck yeah, I, oh I didn't think of that that's I didn't think how, yeah of that. that's what I took it as but, but it, whatever it was not a, not a good look no, yeah, and
0: and that's when Santa is like, oh, you're here, my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> you're my only friend beside
2: my bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene where the when the rabbit is nodding his head wildly, um, the actor wearing the costume has to hold the mask on because you can tell <laughs> he's a worried it's about a to mask shake person. off. <laughs>
0: well, Santa too. Santa does not really come across as the most responsible person in this movie, because <laughs> it's like a few days before Christmas, and he's just like, fuck all y'all, I'm going down to Florida, right? <laughs> i just, <I'm> just going <laughs> to sleep. And even his reindeer I th- are like, man, I think screw Crowley you. for all
1: you want in the movie, he he explains to the children, and he's out lo- looking to see who's good and bad. So that's why he was in Florida, just right. to defend the film a little bit. Oh. He was
2: testing out his sleigh or something. He, yeah, he was, like, he was doing something. He wasn't just hanging out. He, he wasn't down there to see tail. well his his outfit was fairly
0: dirty i have to say <laughs> yeah he'd obvious okay whatever let's get <laughs> let's let's finish up with this fucking thing
2: so the the <laughs> end comes gonna... with the santa and the bunny driving away on the um fire engine and leaving the kids there on the beach they're just well, staring at the sled <laughs> leave,
1: before they leave santa gets the <laughs> counter out and he's like can we make it and the bunny's like just nodding. He's like, I don't know why I had to get the calendar out. Why can't he just say, no, we only have a short amount of time.
0: He doesn't know how long he's been blacked out, dude.
1: <laughs> how does it help him getting a calendar out? He says it's is, magic. This, this is originally when I blacked out. Where are we at now? Ice cream bunny. <laughs>
2: And the the if bunny driving out
1: some ice cream. Just giving out some ice cream would have made sense to me.
2: No ice cream. There was never <laughs> ice cream in the entire movie. Like the it's bunny like just,
1: in the middle of that beach, but still. Right. <laughs> kids but that's, were all probably thrown it at the black girl. So that, that whole, whole movie. What, guess what? Rebels there for.
2: <laughs> they stick rebel on the other kids, and and um, it turns into a horrible race war. But the, that's the end. Like, the bunny and Santa drive away, and the sleigh, the kids are watching the sleigh, and then suddenly the sleigh disappears and to then, go back to the North Pole. Yeah,
0: which we learned from the narrator. When Santa gets back to the
1: North Pole, there's his sleigh. Right.
2: The well, end. why couldn't he have done that in the first place?
1: <laughs> he can't work in the sun, which well, still doesn't make sense because we saw how green it was at the North Pole, so I don't know what the hell's going to happen.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah. Can we
2: watch the sequel next week? There's a sequel? <laughs> It can't be. We should make a sequel. <laughs> we could do a better Belly's job. Partner
1: will be involved.
0: <laughs> Bust your puppets out, dude. Yeah, a Koala Bear would make a good
2: Santa. Oh, you see. You laugh, but I could write that show. <laughs> I don't well, remember
1: laughing. I don't I don't
0: see uh I don't I don't know that anybody wrote this one, so <laughs>
2: <laughs> Such a mm. like shoddy, cheap um, imitation of a movie, clearly something to just get kids' money, you know, or, or to give parents. I read something on one of the articles I was digging up about it that it was the way that it showed, it was always a matinee show, and it was probably just something for parents to dump their kids off at the mall or wherever and come back an hour later, you know, and then just get rid of their kids for, you know, the 90 minutes that this movie went on. I can't
0: when even they, imagine it had any kind of distribution. Like, it couldn't have been in wide release, really. I, I don't I know.
2: It. I doubt it.
1: Well, no, I think, I mean, I think we have to remember back then there was, there was theaters all over the place. So it would be in like matinee, like dollar theaters in the middle of a mall. Yeah, that's I, true. I, but uh, I just, I mean, I'm sure the parents thought it was a good idea when they, when they dropped them off. But when they came to pick them up and they had nightmares for months, <laughs> Yeah, I they, guess they regretted that idea.
0: They came to pick up their kids
1: and their kids all had white hair. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Or even worse, they all wanted to go to Pirate's World.
2: (laughs) That's really probably what the whole goal of this movie was, is to show Pirate's World and get kids to want to go there. I can't imagine
0: any kids wanting to go there, though, after seeing this movie.
2: (laughs) It looks like just a rundown swamp with some shitty rides in it. It's yeah, nothing anybody I, would want to do.
1: I, I from what I read about Pirates World, it was kind of popular for a few years before Disney opened. Then when Disney opened, it was like almost immediate bankruptcy. Right, <laughs> and these movies came out after Disney opened, so I think this was like a last ditch effort. let look at kids coming in.
2: It <laughs> 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 just waited and nobody showed up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know that we'll ever get
0: to the bottom of what the filmmaker's intention was with this movie.
1: Well, I think we will once we watch Jack and the Beanstalk.
0: Yeah, maybe.
2: I think that holds the secrets. Companion
0: piece. The so uh, the Criterion is, version, yeah. There was
1: four four movies made at Pirate's World. Jack and the Beanstalk, Thumbelina, Musical Mutiny, and Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. I, I don't know about you guys, but I want to see Musical Mutiny.
2: <laughs> I bet it's like singing Pirates... <laughs> or something like that, right? Because they had a pirate ship.
0: Yeah, as long as it doesn't have the Thumbelina actress singing, or any of these kids, or Santa.
1: I I I gotta say, I don't think it was a Thumbelina actress doing the singing. I think that was more dubbing.
2: Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably like pirates pillaging pirates' world, and like <laughs> slitting the throat of the ice cream bunny, <laughs> holding holding
1: that that ice cream bunny's head as they they went around and raped and pillaged. And that's why it's hard to find.
0: Well, speaking of uh, unnecessary singing, we're gonna get to something. Uh, let's get off this. I I'm already I'm getting angry again. Um, let's take a break. Yeah, we'll take a break and we'll talk about the uh, Star Wars holiday special. We'll be right back. We had a comrade A brave comrade He could talk for whole days But then he tried to be a hero Tried talking about Shamiro To computers wearing earphones He almost died for conversation Hallucinations Vibrations Van Dyke great racing Steeple Chasing, The Reformation, Transubstantiation, Brandstone, and its creation, The Land of the Thracians, and right back to the start. It's gonna take some time and patience, but all the best thing And we're back with. I don't know the worst of the two who can say uh, uh, no, I, the I star the, Wars holiday special.
1: No, I, I think for sure. Santa is worse than this. Well, the, the, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Cause I can get a little nostalgic joy of seeing Harrison Ford playing Han Solo, but I can't get anything close to that out of Santa's.
0: I can't time. even get nostalgic joy because Harrison Ford among all the cast seems like he really doesn't want to be there. Like his, Han Solo is even more gruff than he is in the films. And Well, I don't thing.
1: think anyone, including Chewbacca, of the original Star Wars cast wanted to be there. They all seemed like they did not want to be there. Harvey Corman seemed happy. And <laughs> I, I read a little a blip. I don't. I, there wasn't anything more to it than this, but it just said Harvey Corman entertained everyone on the set. So I think he might be the only reason anyone was happy, because he was entertaining people. Well, <laughs> this, is, this
0: is, you know, a classic
1: in, of... I'm not sorry to interrupt. He didn't entertain me. Go ahead. No, he did. You know, no.
0: He. Th- this is a classic of bad, you know, badness. Um, and for some reason, I don't think I saw it when it originally came out. Even though I was like at the age and I'd seen Star Wars, you know, um, so I'd I'd expected it to be like some campy thing. And and I sat in to watch it that way, and I was shocked at how dreadfully boring it was. Like we said, <laughs> on the, like it's not. It's not even funny to me. For it's not good for a laugh. It's It was just, I was, it felt like it was seven hours long to me.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I didn't know it was two hours. I, I thought it was uh, only going to be like an hour. And I was watching, and after what felt like three hours, and I checked the, the thing, and it had gone on for 45 minutes. And then I noticed <laughs> there was another hour or something to go. I was like, I, I almost
2: cried.
1: <laughs> well, did My either one of you like- just. Sorry, uh, my copy was only an hour and a half because it didn't have the oh, yeah. Boba
2: Fett cartoon. Mine too. I found it on YouTube without the Boba Fett cartoon. Oh, I got the yeah,
0: I got the cartoon, cartoon which, copy. which was the only, the only Star Wars-ish segment of the whole thing. Yeah.
2: Um. So did you guys see this when you were kids? No, no that's no, what I was just perfect. saying. I didn't. Oh, okay, gotcha. I did.
1: Oh, did I, you? Okay. I you remember seeing this.
2: And I remember it aired once – so in 1978, it aired in, what, like the week before Thanksgiving, and I would have been um, – I'm terrible at math. Six or seven years old, roughly. But I remember this because I loved Star Wars when I was a kid until it turned into a religion when we got to be (laughs) fucking adults. Like, fuck Star Wars now. I could care less. But when we were kids, it was still like, wow, this is amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I remember wa- tuning into this and I remembered as, as I was watching it, I was, I got the same like, oh my God, this is so boring feeling <laughs> from this. And, and like, I'm sure I didn't watch the whole thing. I'm sure I totally tuned out when I was a kid and you just, it's like the movie, scenes from the movie remixed into this corny story with weird musical performances. And it's no surprise that Lucas buried this and never wants this to come out again. No, it's, it's.
0: Got nothing redeeming about it. Well, no, I wouldn't say Boba- that.
2: Boba Fett cartoon is
0: supposed to be redeeming, <laughs> but other than that, nothing. The Boba Fett cartoon was, well, compared to everything else, it was genius. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was not great. It was kind of cool to see Boba Fett introduced, but yeah, it was. But it was an actual like kind of Star Wars ish story that that mm-hmm. cartoon. Um, so that was that was all right. It was a definite relief from the rest of it, uh, which is about Chewbacca trying to get back home uh, to his terrible family. (laughs) So was that
1: his kid? Yeah, Yeah. that was
0: his kid, his dad, and his wife. Um, And for Life Day, which I guess they couldn't think of anything more generic for a holiday than Life Day. I was like, really? Life Day? Why not just call it? Tuesday. I mean, it, Jesus Christ.
2: Well, at least it wasn't like Christmas. You know, that would have been hard to explain.
0: Yeah, no, that's true, and that's why it was called the holiday special, and not right. the, the Christmas special. Um, but there, there are. I don't even know how to unpack this thing.
2: I think you have to start with the genius that is the first, the opening credit sequence, because it is so perfectly reminiscent of the 70s and the way that variety shows were a big deal. Like everybody had a variety show in the 70s. Like Donnie Marie and like B. Arthur had a variety show at least for one episode. Um, Cher had her variety show back then. Carol Burnett. It was a big deal. And like from what I read. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, I thought he said that. I did. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I can tell. It's okay. Um, but it sounds like somebody else did this. Somebody else put this together. But that opening montage, or when they do the credits, and they're like, the Star Wars Holiday Special starring. And they have those soft focus circles where it's like starring Mark Amel, yeah, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels, a C-3PO. And then the, the music, or the... This graphics go away and they come back like Harvey Corman, Beatrice Arthur (laughs) and and all those other people that you're like why is Art Carney in a Star Wars special (laughs) they got the exact same guests they would have on
0: Donnie and Marie or Sonny and Cher like these kind of washed up you know Harvey Corman and Art Carney and
1: (laughs) oh Wow. So apparently George Lucas had the idea for Life Day. I don't know if he had the name or whatever, but his idea was for Chewbacca to come back to his family and it be his 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 family and it was all going to be the the sounds of, of wookiees making noise to talk to each other and Bruce Williams was really pissed off because he's like <laughs> I think the line was <laughs> it sounds like uh what is it? it sounds like fat people having orgasms or something (laughs) weird like that. And he didn't, he didn't like that. There was, there was nobody to identify with where he could write his stupid jokes for. For once
0: I agree with Bruce
1: Valanche. (laughs) (laughs) Bruce Valanche was involved with this? Yes, he was one of the writers. Oh my god. god. He was one of the original writers, and then he was taken over by other people, including someone named Mitchie Welch, who I saw a quote somewhere where there's a... I, I'm sorry to skip ahead, but I'm thinking of this. There's a, a part in the movie, later in the movie, where the grandfather has a VR helmet on, and Diane Carroll is talking to him very sexily. Oh, that's the son, dude. <laughs> a, oh, the son did that? Oh, man. Yeah, that grosser. was a
0: creepy thing. We'll talk about it later, but go <laughs> ahead.
1: But Mitzi Welts' quote was, uh, that was our attempt to get soft porn past the censors.
0: Oh,
2: my uh, God.
1: Th- th-
0: they succeeded. But uh, <laughs> we should, okay, the opening sequence, Bruce Valancho was 100% right because it's these goddamn Wookiees. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't like be so minutes. bad where you have the Wookiee wearing a apron, <laughs> Which is just an odd thing, but the music behind them when they're talking to each other is just so, so boring. I don't know how you can make music boring, but they found a way. They did. So there's this like home scene where they're talking to each other with the voices, which I wouldn't mind so much if they were saying anything interesting. But the like the little kid wants to do something, and the, the grandfather won't let him do it, and just goes on and on and on and on. Well, that's
0: the thing. It it went on for so long that <laughs> it, it came to the commercial, and I was like, how is this only the first commercial break? <laughs> I, I'm sure they thought it would be cute or something to have them – just talking in Wookiee gibberish the whole time for this scene, but it was precisely as annoying as it sounds like it would be.
1: Oh, let's go back a second. I forgot to t- talk about my highlight. When the show starts, it says, yes. this week's Wonder Woman and, and Incredible Hulk won't be seen, which <laughs> I thought was neat to think about those shows, which are actually good. exactly. And then it has that special thing that goes in a circle and makes that fun music. I yeah. always loved that when I was a kid. It, it happened before Good Shows, but somehow they got before this one.
2: That was a delightful
1: <laughs> surprise. <laughs> it was the, probably the best part of the whole show. I would say that, especially since <laughs> I didn't get to see the cartoon. <laughs> Yeah. Which I will never, never watch because in my mind that cartoon saved this show and it's the best thing anyone could ever watch and it's awesome. And it made it made watching the Star Wars Holiday Special worth it. And I want to never watch it so the Star Wars Holiday Special will always be terrible <laughs> to me. Trust
0: me, it still is. Because the cartoon is not long enough. Um, uh, there was another thing I fast-forwarded through in this one, uh, which was the Jefferson Starship performance. Oh yeah, me just, too. I <laughs> fucking can't do that, dude. Me
1: too. <laughs> I didn't fast-forward, I just read something else. Yeah. But uh, here's what here's my
0: question. All right, these these annoying wookies keep like contacting all Han Solo's friends, right? Like Luke and <laughs> Princess Leia. And They're the chewy wookie's... friends too. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Chewie's friends. And <laughs> and the wookies can understand these people speaking English. So why can't they just speak fucking English? Right. <laughs> I... Oh,
1: that's easy. Is it? They don't have the right vocal cords. Their only noise they can make is that that noise, oh. just like just like gorillas can't speak to us except in sign language when they want to ask if we need help moving a sleigh.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, that well, you're backed up by science, so I can't, I can't argue. All right, you guys go. I this thing made me so angry.
2: <laughs> what? I think Make you. You have to love the – I think aside from like that beginning montage with the starring so-and-so, which Carrie Fisher looks like she's stoned out of her mind when they show her face. (laughs) She (laughs) undoubtedly was, yeah. The Wookiee house has wall-to-wall carpeting, (laughs) which I could not
1: stop thinking about. (laughs) Somehow when I watched – the original Star Wars movies, the technology doesn't seem like of the 70s. It's really well done to make it look like another place. But in this movie, it looks yeah. like the Wookiee Planet only has 70s technology. <laughs> that computer they use has a really weird 70s keyboard. <laughs>
0: oh, If you had told me this was made in
1: 1968,
0: I would have bought it 100%. <laughs> well,
1: you would have been stupid because uh, uh, Star Wars The New Hope didn't come out till much after 68. Oh, oh,
0: oh. It gotcha. wasn't called The New Hope originally. Idiot. <laughs>
1: It was to me. I saw an (laughs) eighty-five. What?
0: Anyway, (laughs) this uh, 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 here's why I say sixty-eight too, because um, the the little kid who's I don't remember his name. Um, Lumpy. Yeah, Lumpy. Lumpy. He's watching some weird ballet circus thing? Oh, Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. where they
1: started in the Star Wars Holiday Special. It, that, <laughs> that seemed like it was the product of LSD to me. And that seemed like it took about four to five minutes to get
2: through. Yes. Dude, I fast-forwarded through a lot of the performances because they were really? so bad. Oh, my oh, God. Man, I
1: don't feel so bad about not paying attention to them then.
0: <laughs> no, as even as a kid, like, we went to... You know Barnum and Bailey or Ringling Brothers or whatever. As a kid, and I was like, "This is not my scene, man."
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think kids actually like that kind of thing. No, I don't think so either.
2: No, it's boring. I think it's adults think they uh, or like old timey adults thought that that was something that kids would enjoy. And I think kids of today have too much. You know, more more sophisticated shit. We we can see like robots flying across outer space. We don't want to see a tiger jumping through a hoop. Right? Who cares?
1: Yeah, maybe in the eighteen nineties, kids were really interested in that stuff,
2: right? Anyway,
1: this, this, yeah, those kids do enjoy the fact that those tigers are tortured to to be able to do that stuff. So they they like to know that part because kids are really kind of maniacal. But other than that, they're not interested. Yeah, they, all they need is
0: background, right? <laughs> all the clowns are alcoholics, and the <laughs> animals are all abused. Yeah. <laughs> the the only thing they go hoping for is somebody falls off the trapeze and dies,
1: or a maiming him by the tiger yeah
0: yeah (laughs) um all right let's let's move along recommend date oh
2: Oh, i I I wish we have so much more to talk about we have the wonderful (laughs) diane Carroll performance which is it truly feels like some kind of weird psychedelic porn it it was disturbing because you thought it was a grandfather which is bad enough
0: pat but it was the kid (laughs) and she's saying i'm your fantasy yes
1: experience <laughs> me let me turn my ass to you there's a, there's a whole thing there was a whole thing where she was like i'm here for you i'm here i'm not i don't care what happens to me i'm here for your pleasure <laughs> right. pleasure me so art carney in essence
0: <laughs> buys this kid a virtual reality masturbation toy for <laughs> life day
1: but it makes it even worse that he's masturbating to another species
2: exactly mm-hmm. Ooh, God, I didn't think about that. <laughs> or, but he I just seem happy. I was like, why like can we just back up to the Art Carney part for a second? Yes. Like if you were casting something like this, why would you use Art Carney, who isn't very old man at this point? I know he was like a car um a comedian in back the in the days, Right, he was in the honeymooners or something. Why would you put him in a shirt that is open to the belly button in the <laughs> shape that he's in? And, like, Mm -hmm. treat him like he's some kind of... I mean, he was clearly, like, saying a line, and he's like, where's my check? You know, like, he wasn't (laughs) even trying to act. He was just, like, reading lines and waiting for his check. And to the credit of at least the Star Wars actors, Mark Hamill seemed very engaged. He did. Uh, As did Carrie Fisher. He probably knew he didn't
0: have much of a career ahead of him.
1: Right. Uh, But he's a great voice actor. Let's not mock Mark Hamill, who's had a great... Great career, not in front of the camera.
0: <laughs>
2: All right,
0: I, I was just thinking of his car crash,
1: which apparently happened weeks before this. Yeah, he had apparently a bad car crash right after Star Wars came out.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: I didn't know that. I had to have
1: plastic surgery and stuff. <laughs> Thank
2: God everything worked out okay for Carrie Fisher, though.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> here's you know what, this is this will this is a good illustration of how tedious this sh- show was because there were literally two instructional videos in this, yeah. where somebody's watching an instructional video. <laughs> and, and, and they were terrible. And it, terrible. not just excerpts. Like an in, it's like watching an entire instructional video. Yeah, one was a cooking show, <laughs> so that Mrs. Chewbacca could learn how to make whatever it was she's making. Uh, but which, the joke
1: was that the person that was doing the cooking had extra arms. Right, Harvey Corman. which
2: but harvey corman in drag yeah it'll doing a space julia um what's her name The the julia uh, child julia child but it was totally and like kind of like brown face makeup
1: yeah but the I, weird I thing was it it didn't seem like a joke it seemed like he was playing it straight the whole time it didn't seem like he was going for humor and i harvey corman can be funny he, he was funny he sometimes can. with Carol Burnett. so i don't know why this wasn't funny I mean, I know why it wasn't funny, because it wasn't funny, but it didn't seem like he was trying to be funny. It was <laughs> <laughs> That's why it wasn't funny. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then there was
0: one where he was... Basically, it was like an Ikea, let's put this thing together, instructional video for this computer thing. Oh, but he painful. was playing a
1: robot that kept losing his that powers?
2: It kept breaking the...
0: down, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, which means that it only stretched it out way longer than it should have.
2: <laughs> oh. Well, what's better to think about is, like, well... So Harvey Corman probably was like, I'm not going on that set. So you film this here in a studio. (laughs) I'm working for two days. One day you can do one video. One day you can do the other one. I am not getting involved in this shit. And they just just filmed him the way that, like, um, uh, just totally separately and just stitched him in when it was appropriate or whatever. Because he probably was not – he was probably too big a star at that point, I'm guessing, like, to actually be involved in the story the way (laughs) – art carney was
1: yeah <laughs> or b arthur oh no he, he b arthur was involved even less he only oh had the one God. scene Poor but uh, apparently they asked harrison ford to sing a song and that's where he drew through the line <laughs> they convinced him to actually be in it somehow because what i read he did not want to be in it at all and i don't know how they convinced him to be in it it was probably a contractual thing yeah, I don't know. The article made it sound like they convinced him. I don't know. Who knows? Or maybe, Well, yeah.
0: Maybe George Lucas was like, well, you want Han Solo to die
1: in The Empire Strikes Back?
0: I thought he did. Or you want... It... <laughs> no, he only got frozen.
1: No, I mean, I thought Harrison Ford actually wanted him to die in The Empire Strikes Back, and he changed his mind. Oh. That's yeah. why they froze him. They weren't going to bring him back for Jedi, because they weren't sure he, he wanted to come back. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Harrison Smort... Harrison Ford was uh, smarter than the the rest of
2: the cast. Harrison S'mort. (laughs) But then they they really fucked him with the the lines at the end. Like, I was so embarrassed for him when he had to, like, hug the Wookiees and be like, you're like my family, or whatever he said to them. It's like, oh, my God, that poor guy. That's so embarrassing. (laughs) Like, it was so badly written. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if
0: Lucas had a hand in writing any of this. Does anybody know?
2: Well, from what I've read anyway, I read that like this was like kind of handed off to a completely different third party who produced the show. And that like it doesn't sound like anybody from Lucas will either take credit for it – maybe I'm wrong um, – or they just look at it as a totally separate entity. What didn't come from them at all?
1: Yeah, Lucas said he <laughs> – he regrets it, but he, they just gave it to... These guys did variety shows, and we gave everything to them. They gave, like, everything about Wookiees to them. So they gave, like, backgrounds of what Wookiees were like and that kind of thing, but from what I read now, the, not, nobody from Lucas had anything to do with it. So
0: he, he gave them background that Wookiees are whiny assholes, I guess. <laughs> and that's what they ran with.
1: They did give, they did do the... like Ben Burt, the, the famous sound effect guy, did do all the... Like he did, he went to the, some zoo and got a bunch of bear sounds, and that's how they got the sounds for all
2: the Wookies. Mm. That makes sense, like because you can tell that there's Star Wars, there's props, and there's the correct costumes and stuff like yeah. that. But it's just, it's not, it's clearly a separate presentation, and I kind of love that it's out there still, and that it never got made. Because again, I think the Star Wars stuff takes itself way too seriously. Mm-hmm. I think that if 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 we had to sit through those prequels, then they should put this out on video, and they should give it away for free. Everybody should be able to see this. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I like
2: I like that it's not.
1: I like it. I like that it's available, but not being sold. It's like they don't make any money off of it, but people still watch it. I like that. Well, they should. Yeah, they shouldn't make any money off of it. <laughs> it's actually
0: worse than the prequels, which is astounding. I don't know about that. I know. It's
2: a—it's maybe impossible.
1: It's much worse than the prequels. Come on.
2: No, Hayden Christensen is, like, barely a standout <laughs> over Art Carney.
0: Well, George Lucas can't direct. I think everybody knows that. He can't direct
2: actors. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly. I ugh, Again, I my, my dislike of Star Wars is deep. But uh, back <laughs> then, as a Wars, kid,
1: everybody.
2: even as a kid, I bet kids were like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. like I can't imagine in this got good reviews when it was, when it came out.
0: Oh, it couldn't have. Yeah, I, like you said, it, you, as a kid, you probably didn't even sit through it. I know I wouldn't have been able to. It was, it, I can't overstate how boring the thing
2: yeah. was. Yeah. It's like, sometimes when you watch The Muppets it would slow to a crawl. Even though I thought I think The Muppets is a brilliant show. But there were times when you're like, okay, enough Leo Sayer. You know, like right, th- right. I, not another song in the swamp, please. And <laughs> like it slows to an absolute crawl. And this this like stayed on absolute crawl yes. the whole thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man.
1: Even even R2 D two seemed pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they made him into an idiot. That was the worst part of part of R2-D2 scene uh, in any movie. See, did you think he was an idiot? I, I took it as he was just fucking with Luke. Oh,
0: okay. Well, uh, maybe that's he didn't true. want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't, wasn't there a person inside R2-D2? Yeah, but they only introduced him in the beginning as R2-D2 as R2-D2.
2: Right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> kind of I, rude. I forget, what, what's his name?
1: I forget. Kenny, pa- Kenny Baker, is that right?
2: Kenny Baker is... Was it, wait, Anthony Daniels is c 3 PS. So right. yeah, Kenny Baker is um is the guy inside the R2D2. And Anthony, well, we don't know
1: we don't know if he was inside for the holiday special. Maybe he's the only one who's was like, yeah, fuck this. Yeah. Get get some other little person. Get the dink. Yeah.
2: Or they were just it was a remote controlled R2D2 for all we know. Yeah, get he didn't really move much, so. No.
1: I think the dink might have been I don't know what, 10 years old.
2: Perfect size.
0: Well, I I can't
1: even I
0: can't even remember so much of it. Like it was just so much, so much in the Wookiee household. Right. Like the Imperial troopers came, and I guess looking for Chewbacca was the conceit. But yeah,
1: but just... they
2: stayed way too long.
1: <laughs> yeah, after finding nothing. <laughs> so, talking about uh, what people thought of it, uh, most people thought it was bad, but I did see on. Uh, what's it called Wikipedia. that upon its release the holiday special received positive reviews from both the hollywood reporter and starlog magazine with the latter proclaiming it to be one of the most ambitious television spectaculars ever attempted by an american network oh my god <laughs> in the years preceding however the film developed mostly negative reputation so i think maybe the starlog and hollywood reporter didn't actually watch it but they were paid to to give it a good review because I can't imagine anyone would have given that a good review after watching it.
0: Well, I mean, I suppose it's ambitious compared to Sonny and Cher, but actually not really because they did like, they did set pieces and stuff. I'm sure they, I'm sure all those shows did like a Star Wars, you know, skit. Mm-hmm. You know, ugh. And well, if
2: you if you if you look at like, and I've actually seen a lot of those '70s um, Christmas specials um, that do um, uh, holiday specials anyway or uh, variety shows, and I've seen basically they just go from corny song to corny song to set piece to set piece. Like they don't feel very ambitious. They just feel like okay, let's put another song in. And there's not there's not there's not much there's not much much thought behind them. They're just like we're doing corny um, uh, uh, little bits. And at least there was an attempt at a story. And at least this had like you know a cartoon in the middle, and it had like you know that weird B. Arthur song, and that weird Princess Leia singing at the end, and that all that weird like like attempt to give backstory, which we take for granted now, but like. They, as a kid, we wouldn't have known that the Wookiees lived in trees and a home planet, and that Chewbacca had a family. Like it was really kind of like putting a backstory in place that nobody ever used again and nobody would acknowledge. <laughs> but it was—it's kind of ambitious if you look at it that way. Yeah,
1: I can see it. Um... I need to—I need to uh, read the positive review to you guys though because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I won't read the whole thing, but the ridiculous parts. If the prospect of a two-hour Star Wars holiday special conjured up visions of May the Force Be With You repeated ad nauseum in your head, this show on CBS was a welcome surprise. So if (laughs) if you thought they would just say the same thing over and over again for two hours, this is a surprise (laughs) to you. But to me, two, two hours of them saying that over and over again would have been much better. It would have and been then, more uh, interesting. Yeah. D- D- Diane Carroll's sensuous number, This Minute, with original music and lyrics by Mitzi and Ken Welch, was by far the highlight of the show, <laughs> incorporating some spectacular visuals. A fanciful <laughs> dance number featuring <laughs> miniaturized hologram ke- creatures <laughs> choreographed <laughs> by David Winters was also very effective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is there anything else that's... No. Uh,
0: people took a lot of cocaine in the seventies and then they would just sit and write
2: for hours. I mean, they, they wrote like they didn't expect anybody to watch. I would say, I think they thought, Oh, you're going to dip in and out of this. You're not going to sit down and watch the whole thing. Like just, there was you know, no when,
1: such thing as DVR.
2: Right.
0: I mean, I like that they said if you were expecting just two hours of "May the Force be with you," like that's all Star Wars was. <laughs> why, why, why would you, why would anybody expect that?
1: I think the TV writers and people who watch movies were two different people at the time. They so were. That's like, true. What these idiots watching movies <laughs> when they go watch the the variety? What's the variety show? We already did a show about what did all we? All Halloween that?
0: special. Oh yeah, that oh, was yeah. great. Much better than this. I'd much, say that was better. better. That and was it's, definitely better. It's
1: weird. It that, was terrible, but much better. <laughs> but Paul Lin,
0: even like much less cool than Star Wars at the time, right? <laughs> even he got like kiss. Then they get Art Carney and Harvey Corman Don't forget <laughs> Jefferson about Jefferson Starship. Starship. <laughs> oh. I mean, the only—I mean, obviously that was supposed to be thematic because they had Starship in their name. That's the only reason they got them. But totally. Oh. They were so, very
1: popular too, weren't they?
0: I don't know. Who, who knows? Like I said, people were really high at this time. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I only had to hear the beginning chords of that song to realize I was going to fast forward through it. So
1: I was reading, I think I was reading, I don't remember, but
2: <laughs> I didn't hear the song. I was busy. Well, <laughs> what the I think the person who posted like the full length thing on YouTube did is they removed any recognizable music so that it wouldn't get caught up in the recognition filter or whatever so like you don't ever hear the um, the music for anything that um for like the Star Wars theme, they, it's all silence. Um, so that person. Oh, is that out. why
1: they did that? Okay.
2: And with the Jefferson Starship, they start fucking with the volume, so you can't really even identify the song. You you could never repeat it. I would I have no idea what it sounded like. Okay,
1: I did notice that.
2: Yeah, they're <laughs> totally hiding things so that they can post it as one big movie without YouTube saying no. Wait, stop! That's recognizable music.
1: And that uh, and I mean I, they actually put on the screen. That's why they took the the Boba Fett stuff out.
2: Right huge and twice they they like they did i guess it, it must have gone to commercial and come back and they were still doing the right. thing but i love that um i love and hate that they did when they get to the b arthur segment where there <laughs> she's in back in the tatooine cantina and she's the bartender and she, harvey Corman is also in that one but she sings a version of that song that those weird <laughs> big aliens those big-eyed aliens were playing like it's it's like this movie or this show does it twice with b arthur and that like do 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 you know, yeah you're which welcome. every
0: time i hear it pat i think of scott ackerman and paul f Tompkins singing that on comedy bang bang all the time
2: I they sing that you. song
0: they they always just go into it yeah not no not the lyrics just the oh. they just hum the music to it
2: <laughs> But yeah they, they did that one with me Arthur and then um, with Princess Carrie Leia Fisher, at yeah. the end like she was it was kind of vaguely to the Star Wars theme whatever she was singing yeah and so bizarre that it was so bizarre
0: I didn't even catch on that it was to the Star Wars theme until like a little bit through it and and you know the music was very obvious I was like oh my god what are they doing <laughs> it
2: was so bad
0: Did we lose Pat Oh, my God, Pat did. All right. Hold on one sec. All right. We got Pat back.
1: I want to go back to the cantina scene. Okay, let's do it and talk about how pathetic Harvey (laughs) Corman's character was. Now, why? (laughs) Why would anyone even want to write that for television? What's the point (laughs) of it is? Well,
0: it was Bruce Valanche. That's probably a story of his life. (laughs) A bartender says hello to him and he thinks it's love. Or have a good evening or whatever the hell but it was.
1: It wasn't funny. It was just depressing. It was like, <laughs> oh, I'm here for you. I know how much you think of me and <laughs> can't wait you can't wait for me to get back. I, I didn't know you I meant so much to you. And B, and B. Arthur like, was so uncomfortable and it was you? And it, Yeah. B. Arthur did good acting in that scene. I she felt uncomfortable.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> she plays her character really well. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense in that context, but no. it's she's really confident whenever she plays that character.
0: Well, you you are missing the big laughs of the scene though, Pat, when he pours the drink into his head to drink. Was <laughs> saying
2: that was supposed to be funny. I don't know. that <laughs> well, was supposed to be. I thought it was funny that she's a bartender who like pours the drinks out of a pitcher. And yeah. everybody's getting the same drink from the same pitcher. And then she <laughs> pours the pitcher into the hole in his head or whatever later. I'm like, Oh God, they couldn't even afford bottles or were <laughs> bottles. Was that too like, um, alcohol-like because this was a kid's show. Did they not want to put alcohol, um, well, suggestions?
0: Maybe they shouldn't have had them at a bar then.
1: Right? And if it was a kid's show, maybe they shouldn't have Diane Carroll doing the soft porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> That's true. That, I guess that, you got me there. <laughs>
1: And it was definitely aimed at
0: kids. I don't know if you guys had the commercials in your version, but I did.
2: Oh, really? No. Yeah, there we, were a lot, no. Of,
0: a lot of toy commercials during this. So,
2: I wonder what time of the evening this aired, because well, it was be
0: Wonder it Woman and the Hulk, so it had to be like 8 to nine. to 9. Well, no. It was a two-hour show, so it had to be 8, eight to, to ten. 10. 8 to 10. Uh, maybe 7. Yeah. Well, 7 to 9, uh, Mountain and Central. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> What's their problem, anyway? <laughs>
1: Are you doing jokes from
0: 1980s stand-up comedians? <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing jokes from 1978. Bruce Vilanch. <laughs> oh, I guess it just works just to be thematic.
2: Seems appropriate.
0: Anyway, uh, yeah, we are. We're actually making it sound more interesting than it is. I think.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a slog to get through it, but the weird moments are worth fast forwarding to, I would say. Like the Princess Leia singing or um, just to see B. Arthur in the Star Wars universe is worth <laughs> seeing, but it's not worth remembering.
1: And those scenes where the, the Chewbacca's wife talks to Mark Hamill and, and Carrie Fisher, they're terrible, but they are they are funny. In a, oh, yeah, like a dumb way. I, so that's worth watching. And I and I love, I love pretty much. I, lo- I enjoy the prequels more than anybody. Well, not anybody, but I enjoy the prequels. Why? And I I do. like Star Wars. So it's it's kind of sad to say this is terrible and one of the worst things I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> it's kind of sad to say you like the prequels too. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, man.
1: I like. The, hey, I don't Washington. like I, I don't like Phantom Menace that much, but it has its it has its its good points, and and uh, Revenge of the Sith is actually pretty
2: good star wars movie
0: i don't think i even made it to that one
2: yeah most people didn't
0: i was it like fool me was once. hayden christensen
2: that's it. well that's the one where it's got the scene where darth vader sees his face for the first time and then it he does that no. whole like no
0: <laughs> you gotta be kidding me is it an overhead shot and he's like yeah. screaming into this e- yeah. oh my god
2: <laughs> so bad it is so bad. Really bad hayden christensen is the worst actor i can't believe he ever got that role He's so wooden. He's entirety. been
1: good in other things though, like that movie he was in with uh, Kevin Klein. He was he was okay in that.
0: Well, everybody's wooden in that in the Star Wars prequels. Like I said,
1: not Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor is great in everything. Yeah, he, he's not at his height in that. I'll tell you that
2: much. <laughs> this are just weird movies. I prefer not to see them ever again and just forget <laughs> about them.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm telling you, Empire Strikes Back. That's all I need from the Star Wars universe.
2: Yeah, I'd like the first one and the second one and I none of the others have even stuck in my mind to tell me to remind me what they were about right? no. um,
1: except for the, the Jedi.
2: terribleness.
1: Yeah,
0: that doesn't that doesn't make any sense, dude. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I can't wait till The Force Awakens.
2: Oh, that's right. That's in December, right? Mhm. Uh,
1: Everybody's excited.
2: Well, wait until you see the musical numbers in that one.
1: J.J. <laughs> Abrams loves musicals. and I think he probably has a, a, a holographic B. Arthur in there somewhere. Yeah.
0: Just wait. I mean, I don't know. George Lucas is not involved, so it might be okay. Oh, but it's going to be great. I did see that first. J.J. J. Abrams did that first Star Trek movie, right?
1: Yeah, and that was great. Terrible. I think he did both of them. Yeah, He did both of them. Awful. Yeah,
2: I thought they were good. I like yeah. those.
1: Yeah. John just doesn't like movies.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains his feelings about Santa and the ice cream button. <laughs>
0: I have to say, when when Carrie Fisher started singing, I said out loud, "What the fuck?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> I read that that was her that was the, her only requirement for being in the show. She said, "Hogan Ford wouldn't I do it. Oh. If I have to be in the show, I have to sing." <laughs>
2: Did have either of you guys seen Catastrophe yet? No, Amazon. So she, it's I don't know, it's That's we're not Delaney. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who is also a little wooden as far as an actor goes, but still, it's a good show. You probably enjoy it, and she plays his mother. And my God, she is old. Like, they, they they clearly shot her on a totally separate day, and it could have been any actress, because she never interacts with anybody. It's just, like, her on the phone, and they show her apartment or whatever. But, my God, she is old. Like, Mark Hamill, none of the others look as old as she looks. And she looks, like, 13 in that, episode, that special, because her I, skin is perfect. Yeah, I think she was only 20 at most.
1: Yeah, um, like, 19.
0: Because she was, like, 19 when Star Wars filmed, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, she's she knows how to live. Yeah, That's what it is?
2: She's had some fun, I guess so.
0: She did she's a one sent woman, some postcards from the edge. She did a one-woman show in Berkeley like a couple of years ago. Did you see that, Michael? No, oh, I know. I I sounded like it'd be kind of a delicious train wreck.
2: Oh yeah, well, I loved her in um, when she did Thirty Rock. Yeah, oh, of course, yeah, that
0: was great. Never well, she was a hippie to a second location.
2: <laughs> she was great in. Um, I, I know you guys hate Family Guy, but like I need it to be on to fall asleep. It's so stupid. <laughs> but she's in Family Guy a lot. So you fall asleep right.
0: at 9 o'clock is what you're telling everybody.
2: No, it's on at 11.
0: Oh, on the Cartoon
2: Network? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's on <laughs> like, all maybe, the time.
1: It's on, I thought maybe it was on Netflix. You could put it on any
2: time you wanted. Oh, I guess I could. But then I'd fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you, need you need more like sleep, one, Michael. Before. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well... I would say if you've heard, if you've heard bad things about this, and you think it's going to be fun uh, to make fun of, don't even bother.
1: It's a stretch. Here's something I didn't know: uh, Carrie Fisher was engaged to Dan Aykroyd. Oh, really? Who we wasn't rings, engaged to? We got blood tested the whole shot, but then I got put back together with Paul Simon.
0: Wow, that's like the—I don't even know—that's like a lateral move of crap. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, is is Alanis, Or no, it's not Alanis What is what is her, his current one? Eibrecell. Is Eibrecell an upgrade or a downgrade?
0: What from Carrie Fisher? Mm-hmm. Well, you got to go Carrie Fisher over Eibrecell. <laughs> what are you talking about?
2: I don't know. Dodging Carrie Fisher is like dodging a bullet, though. I mean, think about <laughs> her, her issues with substance abuse and all that.
1: <laughs> I don't think she had issues. She she abused them really well. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Yeah, that's
2: true. An expert.
0: Well, I had to after we watched these. I had I watched. Uh, I just recently bought John Carpenter's The Thing, and I had to watch that afterwards. And it seemed like Shakespeare after <laughs> yeah. watching these movies. Man, are we
1: are we done talking about? <laughs> yeah, them? fuck these things. Oh. So is it time for recommendations? Oh. Asians. Asians. Yeah. Uh,
0: let's go, Michael.
2: Well, I um I have to start on a somber note, and that I am worried about Ileana Douglas. Um, I don't know what I know her from, but I feel like she's been in a lot of movies. Yeah, she has. And, um, like, I've always liked her, although not, like, a huge follower or fan, but I don't know if you guys have heard the news. Is she the one with the big eyes? Yeah. Yeah. She was recently in a sci-fi movie, <laughs> which makes me worry for her career. Like, a sci-fi channel? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. last night, I was watching, um, what was it? It was, um... Mega Shark versus Colossus? It was like a shark battling a giant robot. And she was the star.
0: I find it funny. I find it funny that you're worried for her career when you're actually watching this shit. So (laughs) I I think she's probably doing all right.
2: Well there's nothing else on last night when I was looking and I was like, wait a minute, why is she in this? She has an Emmy. Why is she in this movie?
0: She does she does I think a web series about something about IKEA that's
2: supposed to be funny, so maybe she's just you know, she's trying to fund her own shit. That could be because I like this movie was she was actually not bad in it, but it was typical like ridiculously bad sci-fi. And during this movie that I was watching, they had an, um, a commercial for a movie that's on tonight called Sharktopus versus Where Sharktopus versus Were- Wolf. Werewolf.
0: A werewolf whale.
2: Yeah. And, and
0: a shark it, octopus.
2: A shark octopus and a whale wolf. And um, I feel like we got to watch that. Uh, <laughs> I I'll do it. <laughs> I think we have a choice.
1: I, I, nothing can be worse than these two, so... <laughs> yeah. I just want to talk about one of her, She does. she's not the star of this movie, but she's in this movie, Alana Douglas, that's coming up in 2016, and it's when a cosmic event turns Emma's dog and cat into two perfect guys, Emma <laughs> reconsiders her outlook and dating, hilariously works out her trust issues, and ultimately learns to love herself. <laughs> so I would say this is the worst movie ever, but then I saw who's playing Emma, and I, now I really want to see it, Kate Micucci, or however you pronounce her last name, from um, Garfunkel Notes. Exactly, and she's awesome. Oh, oh also yeah. big eyes. Maybe she's playing her mother.
2: They do kind of look alike, don't they?
1: Yeah, a
0: bit. Well, I yeah, I would do that. Here's the thing that gets me about these movies. Every time I hear about one of them, I'm like, these guys are making real money
1: writing this shit. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I could, we could do it. The three of us could do it. Oh yeah, easily. But what I find odd about it is like these movies are watched and pretty much mocked, and you know people don't take them seriously or anything, but guys like Ian Zierling or however, the guy from Barry Littles, nine when I was, who's always in the shark natives. When you t- see him talking about it, he's, t- Talking about like they're popular movies because he's in them, and
2: that just makes me <laughs> sad for him and a little bit angry. Like, don't think that people aren't watching that because of you, right? Like, I think everybody else in the world knows that we're watching that to laugh at it. Even, even the people that made it know that it's just supposed to be laughed at, they're not but serious. It doesn't seem like he, he's right, no one let him know. Well I I read
1: an
0: article written by this dude who was trying to get a job writing some of those movies and like pitching ideas and like the studio was very serious about the shit like they they thought what they were doing was important so I, yeah it who knows
2: but, Well I was walking with a group of people last week in San Diego cuz I went to Comic-Con and Ian Zeering was Ian Zeering whatever however says his name was walking across the street with his wife or girlfriend or whatever and I saw him and to everyone else, it was like it's Iron Zeroing, it's Whatever, and every single person was like, "So, yeah, well, exactly.
0: <laughs>
2: he can walk around Comic Con out of costume. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, nobody cares. You can walk in the middle of the street, and nobody's going to swerve to hit you. <laughs> what?
0: Okay, what's your wait? Well, did you recommend something?
2: Well, I do recommend. Um, uh, uh, that someone or all of us watch Sharktopus versus Whale Wolf. but um, before I saw that, um, I'm reading a book right now that I am enjoying, and I'll recommend to anyone who's interested in this kind of old shit. Um, I'm reading Judy and Liza and Robert and Freddie and David and Sue and me, which is a memoir by Stevie Phillips, who is the um, who was one of Judy Garland's handlers late in life, who like. Um, worked for the agency that represented her and had to travel with her and it's amazing the the mean pranks and the terrible things that Julie Judy Gar- Garland did to this woman are delicious <laughs> and um it, totally nobody that you that listens to your show would ever read this book I think except me but it is wonderful to read about this kind of like out of her mind former fading star old woman who go to great lengths to like get attention and um the the way she treated this woman it's it's like better than mommy dearest it's so bad it's really good so if, you, if you're into that kind of thing it's a really long title and it's really awkward but it's called judy and liza and robert and freddie and david and sue and me well worth the read
0: does she talk about like having to score drugs for judy garland or anything
2: Well, she talks about how well Judy didn't ever have to score drugs because she had doctors who would write prescriptions for her. Oh, right,
0: the good old days. Yeah,
2: exactly. And she talks about like days when like there were no drugs left, and Judy would go insane because she knew that she needed those pills so many times a day, and she would get crazy. And there were times that she would like pass out and smash into the coffee table and need like medical attention. And she would come to in the hospital days later in a rage because her pills were gone. You know, like this woman was just like this empty machine at the end. And it's kind of like, I don't know, I I still adore her. And no matter what this book says, like, I think she's amazing. But she was so mean and loved mean humor um, that I feel like I was, I would have been meant to be her best friend. (laughs) Yeah, just like.
0: Pat and uh, Bill Cosby. Right.
2: <laughs> that must have been another Pat. Pat's on the exercise bike, and it's all getting blurry. <laughs> uh,
1: what's yours, Pat? Well, first I want to just just say to the listeners, I, I, I believe you can read. Michael might not be able to think <laughs> of our listeners as being able to read, but I know you're not illiterate. <laughs> but my recommendation will be, uh, I, was, I finally watched Community – on Yahoo screen and that was fun. I'd recommend that, but the, my recommendation will be another show that's on this Yahoo weirdo screen thing. and I don't know how it exists, but it's called Other Space. It's a show created by Paul Feig with a bunch of a bunch of actors you can either know from commercials or small parts in like shows like The Office or other like comedies, and it's really funny. It's a, a sci-fi show. Oh, and also has Joel Hodgson and and um, oh, what's his name, the guy who played Crow from Mr. Science Theater, I, I Trace Belew. And it's just a fun little show, kind of goofy but good. So that's my recommendation. Other space.
0: Okay. Hmm. Uh, fuck it, I'm gonna rec- recommend uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. It got me through last night. It's actually uh, actually a pretty good movie. Surprisingly, it holds up.
2: Is John Carpenter's Thing a long thing? What? Get it? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> that the was tundra.
0: That was great. <laughs> Must be some gay humor I don't. I don't. I can't relate to. to.
2: (laughs) Is it difficult to handle?
1: What? Oh, and the thing has Keith David, who is in the present season of Community. It does have Keith
2: David, yeah. Also in
0: John Carpenter's Day Live, which we talked about on this show.
2: Oh. Oh, Keith David, right. Yeah.
0: And Kurt Russell. Uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, here's my other recommendation Look uh, look up pictures of current day Kurt Russell because he has the baddest ass mustache beard combo going that I've maybe ever seen.
1: Oh, I, 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 I think he's gotten rid of the beard. Cause I saw him a picture for, of him from, I think Comic-Con with Quentin Tartino. Cause he's in the new hateful eight and he had a really good mustache, but there's no beard.
0: Ah, too bad. Well, the mustache itself is, is awesome. So
1: oh yeah, yeah a good wow. one for tombstone.
0: I didn't, yeah, I never saw it.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. Good shit. Like I said, John doesn't like movies. That's true. Uh, or books. He doesn't read either, apparently.
1: Nope. Never. He knows Liza how and, to, though.
0: I didn't read Judy and Liza and Peter and <laughs> Stefan and <laughs> George. But maybe you should. Yeah, perhaps I shall. <laughs> uh, it is written by a woman, so I can do it. All right, Pat, do your thing.
1: Oh, uh, like us on Facebook. Write to us a pop culture continuum At gmail.com, if you'd like to be on the show, recommend terrible, terrible movies that make us want to kill ourselves, or just say hello, Mm. uh, rate us highly on iTunes, and tell your friends to listen, because we like you and your friends. Pat does. Not me. Nope.
0: All right. At least you can't read. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do it for Christmas in July, slash, uh, actually, in August. Christmas in
1: July, in August. (laughs) (laughs) Slash.
0: And thanks for coming on again, Michael. Yeah, that was great. Thank you.
2: Anytime.
0: You're you'll be paid at some point for all this.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Uh, then until next time. Goodbye, everybody.
2: Goodbye. Bye.